Welcome to another episode of Across the Line. On this one, we focus in on the upcoming Philippines Football League season, which is just two weeks away. We break down everything on this PFL 2020 preview, all the teams involved, as well as providing our rankings, our predictions for this season. If you like this episode, please do subscribe to our YouTube, our Spotify, and on Apple Podcasts. Rate and review us. It really does um, mean a lot to us if you do that and share it with your friends. And don't forget to join us on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter. Thank you for joining us on this Football Friday, and we hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode of Across the Line, our 30th episode already. Goodness me, Chris. How, how fast was that? It's unbelievable. I yeah. can't believe we've got to number 30. <laughs> I'm quite shocked and surprised, if I'm perfectly honest. <laughs> um, no, I mean, for this episode, before we get going, firstly, I just want to say thank you yeah. um, to, to everyone who's, who's downloaded the episode, who's, who's watched us on YouTube, who've uh, shared the episode with, with their friends. Um, it means a lot to us. It, it means a lot to us. We, we obviously did this. It was a, it was a passion project for initially for Sidelf and I, you and I had spoken about doing a podcast for, since way back yeah, and, yeah. um, you know, you guessed it on the show. You liked it, got you on board. Um, and it's just, a, it's just something that we felt was, it was needed really, because we felt that the Philippine football public wanted to engage in these types of conversations and, and give them an outlet to hear our thoughts, players' thoughts, and then for them to express their views. And, and it seems to have, um, you know, resonated with, with uh, the Philippine football public. And um, yeah, just on behalf of the show, I just want to say thank you. We've got to episode 30 and we couldn't have done it without their help and support. I, I think people are, you know, hungry for more than seven minute sound bites, eight minute uh, discussions. You know, we get an opportunity to really dive into some some interesting stuff and I met some of the individuals at the game yesterday who've been tuning in mm. and um, religiously to the to the show, you know, yeah. to, to have people call out and, and, and say, hey, I appreciate, I enjoy the show. It means a lot to us. You know? Yeah, it's it, really nice. It, it really, really does. And th there's a few, there's one guy in particular who says he likes to listen to the podcast inside the car and his wife is so sick of your voice. Chris Greatwich in particular, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I guess my voice is a little bit more palatable. I don't know. <laughs> was, it, was it my wife who was saying that? <laughs> um, no, I, I think you know when we do these podcasts, you, you don't really know who you're affecting, and you don't know who who is tuning in, yeah. right? You have an assumption, you think this, you're going to hit a certain demographic, but you know, I, I've spoken to uh, mothers, for example, who listened to the Neil Etheridge episode, who were touched by uh, his openness. Um, mm. with regards to mental health and, and some of the issues that he's experienced. And, and she told me that, you know, her son listens to the podcast religiously and also suffered from from, from mental health issues. Mm. And then was like, you know, if, if someone like him, you know, a superstar, an idol, someone who's iconic in, in Philippine football, has the same insecurities as me, you know, a young a young boy, then, then it's okay for me to feel this way. Yeah. And, and I think... You know, and I've had many, many of those those types of conversations with parents, with 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 kids, with football fans who, you know, listen to snippets of of, of conversations that we've had with guests or conversations that you yeah. and I, Sadelf, uh, previously have had, and um, yeah, it, it seems to be something that that resonates with with those parents, with those players, with those fans, yeah. and. Um, yeah, it's heartwarming. It's really heartwarming. Yeah, and, yeah. And, it, and it gives us that, that impetus and that confidence and that energy to, to want to continue producing more. 100%. It, it, it is. It's been a 
fantastic run so far and uh we hope for many more episodes uh down the road man yeah so. absolutely so thank you thank you to everyone yeah for sure um looking ahead though we have some excitement going on in philippine football and uh we've been wondering we've been scratching our head when are we going to find out about the league when is it going to happen is there going to be one who knows which teams are going to be involved are they going to be on tv what is the schedule <laughs> all of this are question marks right but what we do know there is a date 21st of March. Okay. The league begins. Official. Yeah. That's all we know. <laughs> That's all we've been told. Should we should we speculate on some of these other things then? Okay. So so we know that 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 it's going to be on the 21st. Yes. Right. So we were that seems to be locked in that was was it announced on the Facebook page or social media or yeah. um all of their social media channels right. the okay. PFL um it all it said was football is coming back or something of that nature yeah. 21st of, of March. No mention of the teams involved. The no, teaser. No, that's, yeah. Oh. Oh, Peaking everyone's interest. <laughs> oh, who's on that social media site? They need yeah. extra money for that. Brilliant. Okay. So we know it's going to, well, we hope that it's going to be on that uh, on that start date. What's the deal with like a, a venues and stuff? Is that is that Rizal Memorial Stadium? All the games? I believe so. Yeah. That's the main one. So if there's going to be any um, movement in terms of like if, if there's going to be a conflict in schedule at the venue, I believe Binyan is um, one of the, the venues that is... Secondary venue. About. Okay. Yeah. So there. Um, we don't know exactly what, what are the dates. Well, obviously, we'll, we're, we're going to expect weekends. Yeah. Um, and there's going to be, of course, a midweek fixture from time to time if they're going to uh, try to move the schedule along faster. Yeah. Right? Um, What's the latest with regards to like television and stuff? Because I know that Qatar Airways were... Mm. It, it was one of their mandates, right? It right. needed to be televised, but... Any news on that front? No. Anything you can disclose? You, you got a little I wish, grin. I yeah. wish, I wish yeah. there was okay. something for me to share. You right, know? okay. And it was very vague the way they, they, they stated mm. that, right? Did they say regularly on TV or are they going to just put the finals on TV, right? Because those are completely different things, right? Yeah. Um, both of which will still hit their statement, which was we're going to be on TV at some point. Right. So, I mean, we regularity don't know. is is the question mark. Of course, yeah. Okay. So, from my understanding and my in my uh, gut feel is that the PFL is going to produce their own matches, right? If they're going to produce their own matches with the cameras that they have, mm -hmm. they're capable of doing it. Right. It's just that you have to train the people to shoot it correctly, and right. you have to shoot and cut it correctly. Is is the main thing, right? Can you direct the cameramen? Uh, properly, yeah. uh, that will develop a product that you can then utilize and cut apart in many different pieces to make highlights, to make, mm. you know what I mean? I think this is so, so funny that you mentioned this because I, I would talk with Phil and James Young husband a lot about why is the Premier League the most watched league mm. on the planet? What did you guys think? And a lot of it is down to how it actually looks on the television. Yeah. The sound, mm. um, from the fans, the the packed stadia, yeah, every week. The yeah. proximity to the field mm -hmm. is a huge one, um, and then the last one is exactly what you've you've intimated: is it's the cuts, it's the zoom ins, it's the um, different angles that they adopt. Yeah, um, all of those things, when you put them together, create this ambiance of just high level high intensity exciting football yeah um and obviously the action on the field as a as a product it's it's pretty hot high pace it's fast the tempo is is, mm -hmm. is is a million miles an hour it's the fastest football on the planet um 
But when you temper that with all of those aspects, it just creates this full 360 experience that people at home when they're watching feel engaged and engrossed in the action on the television. Yeah, 100%. You know, when you're watching it through the one man camera and it's just, Mm. you know, shifting from side to side, you know, and the the pace of the game is going to be slower anyway from what they see on in the league or what they see in the Premier League just because the game isn't as fast. Yeah. Temper that with the fact that it's roasting hot, mm-hmm. right? So the game is going to be slower because of the just the fact that it's so hot, Yeah. right? Temper that with the fact that you've got one guy with a camera and he's, you know, he's panned out yeah. to the most panoramic view possible. Amazing for coaches. Yeah, it's right for me, yeah, watching the game. <laughs> I can see everyone on the pitch, yeah, but yeah. I mean, like, you want to cut. You don't you want know. a technical video. No, you, want a, you want an entertainment product. Yeah, what you, you want, want a product. If you're watching TV, you want a product. I mean, like, you watch last night's games. Um, I think it's decent, you yeah. know, that it's not amazing, but it's decent, you know, so you cut and you crop and you edit and you, you know, it just cuts to the, to the feel of the action, which is which is obviously a higher level because it's the, you know, the premier teams in Southeast Asia. Mm-hmm. But, you know, are you going to tune into some of these games if it's just one guy and his camera and he's just, you know. To be fair, they've, they've, Im- they've improved lately to three, so. Okay. It's not great, but. But three- then let's try to get like a little bit closer to the action. Let, let's try and get yeah. someone with the production value making sure that they're cutting and cropping and going to each particular camera mm. at the key moments, key aspects of the game. And yeah. I know that that's going to take some time. But in order to enhance that experience, that's got to be there. Yeah. You know, it's got to be there. And the thing as well is it's not, you can't just take the product that was broadcasted out and cut that product and put it out as highlights. You also have to have the footage inside those cameras and then re-edit it separately you know mm-hmm. what i mean so there's there's all of that it's time consuming that they're on a um how many people work it, over at the pfl that are going to do that you know what i mean you're going to need proper production get louis people. clark on the case you yeah. know he's got his your instant replay <laughs> yeah, business going know, and, he, and he's, he is top top dog yeah. for that you know but he puts together a really nice highlight package you know and it's and it, he, he, he he'll edit it the day of the game you know he spends all night with his crew doing it and then he get the there next morning and it's already out you know i, I understand it's it's hard work. Yeah. But, but you've got to, someone's got to do it. I mean, 100%. someone's just got to do it. If you want the game to grow, yeah. you've got to be producing this type of this type of product because it's what the fans want. I agree. I agree. But yeah, we went off on a tangent there. We had, <laughs> I, we had no intentions of really talking about how, how it's filmed. Um, so we think it's potentially going to be on TV, but the likelihood is it's going to be on a live stream. Yeah, yeah. All games. The reason why we I mentioned it as well is because I just read news that J League is trying to be one of the top four leagues in 2030. By 2030, they're right. going to be one of the top four leagues. They produce their own content. And one of the that's one of their biggest strong points actually. But the content needs to be filmed and produced well. If it's not produced well, you're not going to get on TV mm. because the television networks are not going to take the chance of producing this content and spending the money to travel there and do all yeah. of that because they don't believe in the product. Yeah. Make them believe in the product. Yeah. You got to show it to them. Yeah. Right? That's that's it. That's all I have to say about that. All right. <laughs> so let's see what happens with TV or, yeah. how, or how people can consume yeah. the games. Let's talk about the teams involved. Sure. Right? Yeah. Asco's development team. That's the latest one that yep. has uh, been in- included. So mm-hmm. um, judging from last year, if everybody, the cast is complete, then the teams are up to seven. Right? Is seven. that right? Seven teams. So we're assuming... Let's just go through them then. So we've got... Oh, so eight teams, actually. Ceres. Yeah. Kaya. Yeah. Stallion. Yeah. Global. Yeah. Asuka Development Squad. Mm-hmm. Team. Um, 
Mendiola. Mm-hmm. And then we had Air Force, Air Force and Green Archers. And Green Archers. Green Archers dropped out. They're out. Yeah. And from my understanding, Air Force is okay. not going to be joining right. either. So now we're back down to six. We added one. We took two steps back. <laughs> uh, so we're down to the bare bones again. Yeah. Okay, six. so six. So we've got the, the, the mandatory six that is needed to be yeah. compliant with the AFC, AFC. Cup. Yeah. Okay. So let's go through some of those teams. I'm not going to do it in kind of title order. Mm. I want to talk about teams that maybe have come across the juiciest in this mm. in this window. So let's let's talk a little bit Azkel development team. Yeah. Because we had Harvey on the show last uh, last week. Yeah, fantastic. And uh, thank you. It was it was quite insightful because we kind of we glossed over it a little bit the week before. Mm. Um he gave us a little insight in, into how how they're setting up, how they're shaping up. Um I was at training yesterday with the academy and they were in before us. So um Elias Modal was uh, was was in town the um, Norwegian uh, wing back who who comes highly highly rated. Oh, I've not uh, seen him play. And uh, I was with him in uh, in China last year for the for the national team squad in China. Great player, really really nice guy, really interesting story. We um, would love to get him on the podcast. Mm. Um, uh, very very interesting background. I'm not going to spoil it, um, but he's he's here. Um, there's a couple other other older players that I think have got come into the mix as well. So I think like Marvin's over there. Marvin, Kurt, um, Kurt Dizon. Yeah. Um, so there's a couple of elder statesmen mixed in there with, with the young guys. Yeah. So um, I think they have a half decent team. Yeah. They have a half decent team. I think um, they'll certainly be able to compete yeah. at this level. Um, and I think it's going to be an exciting transition for, for the likes of Harvey and some of the other guys coming out of college or younger pros who haven't really been able to um, forge their way in the professional game to, to really make themselves um, noticed um, to potentially propel themselves into, into the full national team, which ultimately is, is the, the primary reason for, for this squad being yeah. in, uh, in place. I think one of the big things for, for me in terms of the uh, Ascal's development team is it provides... Um, the default team to root for, right? If okay. you're, you're from the outside looking in, you don't know anything about the PFL, why don't I use this as my benchmark, right? This is a Philippine team. Yeah. I can get behind them. This is the next generation. And then from there, you will then be able to gauge the quality that they are up against, right? right. They go up against a Ceres team, get smashed. They're like, oh, wow, maybe I should be paying more attention to Ceres, watching their other games and seeing how they fare. Mm -hmm. um, but I think, yeah, it provides that, uh, that, that point where everybody can gravitate towards, yeah. right? And um, they're going to be a big part of this league. I really do think uh, that they really bring uh, eyeballs uh, to the league and it creates a, a nice point of tension for everyone. Yeah. You know, like you you can't be part of the ADT and, and getting smashed by Ceres and Kaya and other teams on a regular basis. You, you're going to be forced to really up your game. So I think it's going to be... A, a fantastic addition, especially to this year's PFL. Is it going to be similar to like the Lions in Singapore yeah. where they cannot qualify for I think so. like AFC competition? or Because they're not a real club. They didn't go through licensing, all yeah. of that. So you're not going to be nominated even if you are a champion. Yeah. I guess even, even Alberex, for example, they can't correct. technically win. They win the league, yeah. but they can't that's correct. use it as a platform to, to enter some of the, some of the regional competitions. So um, I think that's that's great. I mean, what, what's the deal also with the likes of, let's say, for example, Marco Casombre, 
who mm. signed with Kaya. Is yeah. he eligible to play on the ADT squad? Um, I don't think so. No. I don't think so. Um, I think he signed a contract with the club and okay. he's going to be utilizing the club on a weekly basis. I don't, I don't see how he could, you know, pop on over to the ADT from time to time. Yeah, because I was thinking like the likes of Dylan De Broica, uh, Marco Cassombre, like if, let's say they have a game. Serres plays Kyra on the Saturday or Kaya plays Mendiola on a Saturday. Yeah. ADT plays Global in a midweek game. Mm. Uh, you yeah, know, it is because I think they have that they have got that relationship in certain leagues. So right. whereby you can have your underage players attached to the squad still, so right. the, the club that they 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 are actually attached to. Yeah, yeah. But then they're eligible to play in what's essentially a friendly game with their with their with their team. Mm. You're saying that that's not. That's not something that's allowed. I don't as know. As far as you're aware, honestly, it's something that I'm I'm gonna be interested to see how that 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 transpires right. over the league. But um, yeah, currently, I, from my understanding, it's like if you're part of Kaya, you're part of Kaya. If you're part of Serious, you're part of Serious. So. Because also, you you want to have a pool that's big enough. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And like, there's because let's say for example, Marco, he might be playing in an under 22s, under 23s, or someone in a similar situation to Marco mm. coming through the system. You might be wanting to play in a C Games, or you might be wanting to play in a, in an Olympic qualifiers. Yeah. So when are you going to get a chance to play with them? Training camp. Yeah, so yeah. only really training camp. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I wasn't sure if there was legislation or, um, you know, a, a loophole whereby you can go and play with that team in, right. in a, when you're not playing with your parent club. Right, right. I wasn't sure if that was something. Because obviously, really, the ultimate aim for that group is, is, is to perform either as a collective with the, with the 23s, 22s in Olympics, Sea Games, etc. Yeah. Or conversely with the, with the full national team. So you kind of want to get the, the best homegrown players playing with that team. Yeah. But obviously if, if someone like Marco who's come through the system here and he's been attached to the club before, you also want him to play for his club that he's had an affinity with for, for the longest time, right? Yeah, I would think he, he, there might be a way to do that if the player doesn't play much for the club. Like a, right. loan, like a loan or something. Or, yeah, like yeah. if you're sitting on the bench anyway, right? Like, hey, coach, you know, um, ADT is kind of interested in yeah. seeing if I could come out and, and, and supplement their right back position, for example. Then maybe you can get loaned over there yeah. uh, for a little while. Um, but if you're playing week in, week out, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I, get I don't it. think you can. Okay, I just wanted to clear that up because I, I didn't know if you if you knew anything about that. But yeah. I, I, I like I like the concept. We, I actually, we spoke about it before, didn't mm. we? About having a, a, a development team that could perform in the league. It serves multiple purposes. Yeah, and I think um, it's going to be really exciting to see how how they pan out this season. So they're definitely a team that that we're going to look out for and and support. Um, and I think likewise, other other fans maybe other teams or people who perhaps don't have an affinity to a team, they will end up yeah. rooting for them, which I think will be quite nice. I mean, the other team that I think has made a lot of noise yeah. in this window is being global. Yeah. Um, so it looks like they've got new management, mm. um, new owners, the Man Manzini, Mazzini group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I can't, I don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember. Is it Hong Kong based? Yeah, as yeah. far as I'm aware. Yeah. Um, they've obviously made their foreign quota signings already so they've got um goalkeeper based um in the uk um scottish is he yeah i think scottish um played a little bit in 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 england as well as scotland um they signed um a couple of guys with some interesting youth team backgrounds so they yeah. signed a um, a player who had previously been uh, at liverpool um and then a guy who'd been on the books at Manchester United. Yeah. So 
Yeah, I mean, got a guy from LA Galaxy. Yeah, then they got the guy from LA Galaxy. A couple of them, actually. One of them is like an Academy product, I believe it was. Yeah, uh, and came through the system and, and signed an MLS contract. Yeah. I think he played on their LA2, LA Galaxy 2 for, for the majority. I know a little bit about him, actually. Yeah, go on. So there's Villanueva, who was the guy who has a picture with David Beckham playing alongside him in the LA, LA Galaxy. We've all got that one, yeah. yeah. The other one is Rio, Rio Fuji, actually uh, played a lot with Kaya. Uh, has been training a lot with Kaya. Right. He's in the periphery of being part of the squad, actually. Right. So um, w it's understandable that he didn't get an opportunity to be a part of this Kaya squad, so he's going to need some football time, and uh, Global has provided him, him that opportunity. That's five foreigners. So I don't know how the, everything is going to pan out. Is, is it one of them going to get the last-minute chop? Maybe, yeah. maybe. Okay. But um, yeah, Rio, was. they announced him, so I was a bit surprised as well. So... Um, I wonder what spot he's he's going to okay. be taking over there. But he's a good player. So, yeah, okay. So it'd be nice to, to watch. Obviously, they've got Misak back uh, in the fold. Um, Jerry Barbaso is back for them. Uh, they've got Cordova in, yeah. in, in defense. So yeah. a few cards there. Um, for sure. Love the red card. <laughs> uh, it's interesting to see, you know. I mean, uh, they've got... Uh, they've just announced their, their new coach, Who's gonna be who? Who's back? Uh, looking a lot like Mauro Rosette. <laughs> wow! So yeah, I mean, if you, they it wasn't Global themselves that made that announcement, right? Well, it was them. It was them. But the one the picture. So so for the, for the listeners, viewers, yeah. there was a post with um, Gary Phillips, who's been announced as the head coach after for, much deliberation. They said, yeah, they, as after much deliberation and a lot of like talks and discussions, we've found our man. Mauro Roseanne <laughs> was the picture. picture it was right? the picture, and I was like, "Huh." I think no. I, I think that was the PFLs. No, 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 no. Hundred percent, I can guarantee. It was that. Global's, yeah, it was and that global. was just a retweet from the PFL because that was what I saw. Yeah, it okay, yeah, yeah. it was definitely Mauro Roseanne <laughs> on one of the pictures of the two. There's two pictures side by side, right? Yeah, yeah. So the first picture was Mauro, and then you swipe it, and it's Gary. It's like they don't even look remotely alike. So. It was just funny for people who who knew is, Maura, it, you know. Can he confirm or deny that Moore is part of the coaching staff? Or? <laughs> it's a, that's a question that we should be asking them. Huh? Maybe, maybe that's okay. Maybe, maybe he's coming back. Who okay. knows? But first and foremost, to everybody who's been making rankings, there's been people making rankings in like you know PFL United, Fan United, right. um, stuff like this, right? Some people have global first series, understandable. They yes. lose a game last year. Yeah, and then they have global in second place based on signings alone and global being global i suppose the disrespect is unbelievable why kaya placed second last year yeah right is in the afc cup this yeah. year yeah it is a team that is pretty much still solid in my regard um to think that global is all of a sudden just going to overtake team that finished last last year mm -hmm. and is you know uh, has not had time to gel y you could throw in stallion there you could throw in adt but to place global in second place i don't know that's yeah uh, I, I guess it's a it's a sign of what people some people's um, impression of kaya is uh, in that regard but i think it's just uh it's misplaced optimism is it yeah in my mind well i mean uh, i look at the signings that they've made um, pedigree wise, pretty good for sure. For sure, Pedig pedigree. You know, are you just is this just your bias coming to the fore here? Could be right. And and I, I'm looking at 
Global, they've signed an experienced campaigner, multiple title winner in Misak Bahadurin. Yes. Right? So they've got a, uh, a coach in, in Gary Phillips who I, I, I coached against him, right? And his team's played really, really good football. Yeah. They played really good football. He didn't have the players mm. uh, at Davao. He, he didn't have the players. Yeah. And uh, I kind of felt sorry for him a little bit um, because he, he wanted to play a particular way. It was one of those where you could see what he was trying to do. Yeah. But you kind of felt for him because it was like, ah, but the ball's just breaking down on an individual who's probably playing out of position. He hasn't had the time to work with him yet or he's had to force that player to play in that position. Yeah. Or he just doesn't know that that player isn't capable of doing that yet because he hasn't, you know, established that rapport. Yeah. Um, but I, I really liked how his team played. I thought they played really, really good football. Mm. Um, I think he'll ruffle a few feathers. He's quite, quite a... Um, boisterous guy on the sideline. So yeah. um, I think you need some colourful characters in the league anyway. You know what I mean? It's, it's, I wouldn't mind seeing a few sort of touchline rivalries. It'd sure. be quite nice. I mean, again, I, I, it's not going to be sort of Guardiola and Mourinho or Wenger <laughs> Ferguson type, but you do need a little bit of, sure. a little bit of that. That tension on the side. You need man. a bit of tension, you know, and um I don't know. I think global might be okay. I, I think the problem you've got with global though is, is exactly what you said. It's just the time yeah. to gel. And, you know... I, Who are you going to get? Like, if you're a really good young Filipino, for example, yeah, right, you, you would have been snapped up in this, in this yeah. time frame yeah. between the end of last season and now. Yeah. More than likely, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, you, you would have been on the a, 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 ADT. You would, have, you would have been picked up by Ceres, by Kai, whatever. Um, and if you're not, Global will probably have to pay over the odds to get you. Correct. Right? So there could be some, you know, some guys there rubbing their hands together thinking, I can make myself a decent uh, little bit of money here because, you know, you, you've sort of boxed them into a corner. Yeah. Um, so let's see what happens. But um, they're going to have to pay a premium for players because they need to make up the numbers. But that for me is the main thing. The main thing is you, uh, people's uh, propensity to underestimate people like Jasor Soriano. Shermar Filonko, individuals who might not, you look at a team sheet and be like, ooh, you know, that's not a name that pops out, but he's going to be solid. He's going to be a solid mm -hmm. performer, right? How many players could you look at at their lineup that's going to be like, yeah, that's a local boy that's going to be very hard to beat. That's a local boy that's going to be solid and keep the ball. No, I don't see it. I don't see it. So that's like, you know, you might have five good players. Mm -hmm. Football's 11 on the pitch. Mm -hmm. And if one guy doesn't know how to pass that ball, your, your rotation is going to get screwed up. Mm -hmm. So I think that's going to be the case for them. Um, I might be wrong. I hope I'm wrong because then that'll you make... You don't at all. No, I hope that it's going to be competitive. You know what I mean? I hope that the, that the league, if global is good, it raises the level. I want to get back to 2017 where it was like every game was you're rubbing your hands, your, your palms are sweaty before the game because like you don't know what's going to happen against Miralco. You don't know what's going to happen against global back when global were at their peak. Yeah. And there's a serious game around the corner. You know, it's exciting for a football nut like myself. It's like every week, I'm I'm raring to go. I want to have a. I want to take my seat. I don't want people talking to me. I want to enjoy the game. Yeah. But if you're gonna play a serious match, and the next week you're gonna play a weekend, uh, let's say like a struggling Mindiola side, and you guys already know the result before the first ball is kicked, it's not as exciting, right? So uh, to have Global pump up their resources again. Hopefully they've settled all of their, their situations outside. Mm, and um, 
I think it'll make for more entertainment value. Plus, you've got ADT there and you've got Saris. And, you know, you've got a league there. Four individuals, uh, four teams, plus Stallion, who is always a contender. Man, it could be some fun games every week. Well, the way you're talking about global, there might be a spot open for me then to make a comeback <laughs> as a player. Hey, um, you never know, huh? Gary I'm Phillips. eligible. I'm eligible. I'm Filipino. I've got a passport. That's right. Former national team. I might get a highlight video um, <laughs> yeah. and send it over to Gary see see what he thinks. Yeah. My legs aren't quite there, but I could do a job maybe just sitting in front of the back four. That's right. Shielding. Pass it 10 yards. Yeah, yeah, I can shield all day long. <laughs> Don't worry about that. So, okay. So we've got those two. I think they're the ones who sort of made the most noise sure. in this this sort of um, in his break, um, teams have sort of been relatively quiet. Um, I mean, Mendiola, they've lost quite a few of their foreign guys. Yeah. Um, obviously, the um, Kitsuk, uh, Kaya picked up um, the young up and coming rising star yeah. out of Tondo. Yeah, Roberto Corsami Jr. Roberto. So um, it'll be interesting to see how, how they will fare this season. Um, I know that the Argentinian boy, um, who, who, Senja, Senja who, who, who was quite, um, it came out of nowhere really, didn't he? And, mm. and it was like, wow, okay, he's, he's a decent prospect, yeah. has, has moved on to, to Stallions. Mm. Stallion. Um, have they picked up anyone else? I haven't really seen much in terms of their it's signings, like big announcements. Or Three new foreigners more which they normally have a, they normally have a turnover of, of foreign yeah. players don't they each year so they've got ricardo sandra he's one and then he's got they've got two more korean boys i believe who right. have come in okay um with stallion you're always going to be able to keep the core together so yeah. they, which they have done okay so it's going to be a, a matter of how they're going to position their foreigners and how they're going to support um abu si up top um so he's going to stay yeah, yeah, I think he's the only one who stayed. He's so. a handful, isn't he? Yeah, handful. and then now you got Senja, who's got you know the the capability to provide him some good balls moving forward. It's their defense, I think, where they kind of struggled last year. Right, um, they kind of got run over uh, on a few occasions. So I think it, it's really with the injury to Matthew as well didn't help them. But yeah. I think they need to bulk up a little bit. There's going to be their 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 backlines a little bit short. Yeah. I would say their center backs are like not much taller than me, and I'm mm -hmm. only five four and a half. So. Um, yeah, I think they, they need to bulk up a little bit or else they're going to get bullied at the back again. Mm. So we'll see what, what signings they come out with. Uh, they're going to be releasing their lineup very soon. Okay. Yeah. So let's see how they get on. Um, so that leads us with the, the big two. Yeah. The big two. Um, I mean, Kyle, obviously, they, they made their announcements. Um, early. Early. Yeah. Um, Alfred Asai has, has hung up his boots. So He keeps saying, I retired him. Uh, through social media yeah <laughs> maybe he hasn't maybe he hasn't made it official official hey you never know um right? yeah maybe maybe mendiola might be looking for a couple of foreigners <laughs> and uh, maybe he might sneak back in there but obviously he's, he's concentrating on the academy stuff with me yeah um so he's he's one who's departed from um from the lineup but they replaced him with not not a like for like but mm. obviously they've got carlisle the guy from um Trinidad, Trinidad and Tobago. Tobago. Um, saw him really for the first time last night. Yeah. I mean, he looks he looks a handy player. Yeah, yeah. Solid at the back, for sure. Yeah. Um, needed a bit of heft, especially against the bigger boys in the AFC Cup. Yeah. So, uh, commanding presence in the air, good positioning, um, rather athletic. Still yeah. got a, a burst of pace on yeah. him. So, yeah, very solid player. Yeah. Highly experienced as well. Yeah, so he was a good pickup. And then um, Daiso, the Japanese boy, looks like a... Um, 
a live wire winger. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you compared him to a Louis Clark type yeah. on the field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not off it. <laughs> but I mean, he, he looks like someone who's going to you know, get yeah. the fans off off their seats and um, hopefully can provide us with some some fun attacking uh, uh, moments this season. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I had some oohs and ahs in the crowd yesterday mm. um, I, when, when the AFC Cup was going on. So, you know, he's that type of player that can produce a little bit of magic. So... Definitely looking forward to that. And he's got a work-rate and good attitude as well. So. Yeah, so he's good. And he's going to be playing alongside his uh, compatriot in Masanari Omura, mm -hmm. aged 58. Um, <laughs> he doesn't miss a single game. Right? <laughs> Unbelievable. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, incredible um, staying power, longevity. Mm -hmm. um, you know, been an incredible servant for, for Kaya. Moved into a more midfield, yeah. uh, defensive midfield role, yeah. which yeah. Um, was a surprise. But I'm guessing with with Carlisle slotting into that that centre back slot and, and obviously Simone Rotter playing alongside yeah. him yesterday, that 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 looks like that could be quite a formidable yeah. um, centre back pairing. So, you know, having his uh, having Massa's guile and um, Naus just sitting in front of the back four, offering yeah. that sort of protective shield, which is the role I, I tip myself at Global. Um, <laughs> I think he, yeah, I think he's going to do a good 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 job in there. Um, Having someone like Marwin to provide a bit more legs and yeah, yeah. Um, you know perhaps more attacking flair alongside him, I think that, that could be a nice balance between between those two. Yeah, and, and you mentioned Simone, and I think a lot of people are overlooking Simone. A lot of people have been overlooking Simone for a while. A lot yeah. of people have um, retired him. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, just saying that he's not, he doesn't have it anymore. And that's back to back games. He's played ninety minutes in the AFC Cup, and he's he's looking sharper again. You know, good. It's it's amazing to see. Uh, I really am. A big fan of Simone. I mean, not just as a football player, but as a Top human guy, being. Yeah. yeah, so it's nice to see him succeeding again on this stage, you know. Um, yeah, Simone is there. The defense is looking solid with Marco as well. Yeah. So Good so to have a nice you know, return home for him because yeah. I think he's obviously been away um, for a few years. I'd like to see him get a string of games together because I think he's someone who's got a lot of potential. Yeah. But it's... I've been saying that since he was 15. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, so there comes a point where you need to realize that, and you need to be playing regular football, and you need to be showcasing yourself as a. Look, I'm, 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 I'm of national team caliber. Yeah, because that's that's really where he was earmarked from from when he was pretty young, but but he needs to start realizing it now. So yeah. I'm I'm really keen to see how this this year pans out for him because I think it's a big year. Mm. I think there's only so long you can be considered this young, yeah. up and coming prospect yeah. because he's what 22, 23 now. Twenty one, I believe. Twenty one. Twenty one. Yeah. Turning twenty two this year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he needs solid. to start producing. Yeah. Solid player though, and I think he's got the mindset to do it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jason Panha is getting a new lease of life. Started two AFC Cup matches. Yeah. Wow. He's someone. You know what? And I, I said to him when I left, I said he's the person I feel most, most guilty of how I treated him. Not. Not. I think it was a, a mixture of. Um, he came in with with um, really high hopes, and I had a lot of high hopes for him. Other players just just seemed to be ahead of him in the pecking order, and just seemingly just kept performing and producing. Yeah. Like we had Joven playing on the left for a lot of time, and then we had Jordan and Mendy. We'd play Mendy on the right. This is this is this is how long ago yeah. we, we we were talking now, and and it was like his attitude in training was first class. His um, his dedication and his application and he's, he was so positive around the camp and he fell short because then the spark plug became Eric Giganto because he would yeah. come off the bench and he was like this energizer bunny that came off 
came, came off the bench and seemingly would score every time he came off the bench. And mm -hmm. it's like, where am I going to fit this guy in? It was just time after time he just kept <sighs> producing Eric. And I was like, sorry, JC, I, I, I can't get you in. And it, it became a bit of a joke because I would sit him down and be like, Jay, sorry, you're not, you know, you're not going to be involved this weekend. Yeah. or And it's like, I can't say any more than just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. You know, keep doing what you're doing. You, you're producing every week in training. You've got a great attitude. And um, I just felt sorry for him. Yeah. I felt really sorry for him. And the culmination of that was when I think he scored his goal um, in front of his home crowd and the, and the crowd erupted. Yeah, the players yeah. went crazy. And it was like such a poignant moment because he'd worked so hard for that moment. Yeah. But to see him now really become um, a fulcrum of the team mm. now, you know, I mean, he's taking all the set pieces. He was unlucky not, not yeah. to score last night. He had a great yeah. free kick, yeah. which I thought was in. Um Again, although he's someone who's been around for a long time, he's another one who effectively is a, is a brand new signing. Yeah. So I'm really excited to see him have another, because I think he can build on last season's performance. I think he, he, he had more minutes last season. Yeah. But, but he seems to be really sort of under the, under the table um, with that starting lineup now. So I'm hoping he can continue to produce. And, and you mentioned, you hit it right on the head there when you said his attitude is the main thing. You know, he's never been a toxic character inside no. the squad puts his head down, puts in the work every training session, and he's a great example for individuals who are frustrated about getting a, a, a look. You know, there's a lot of people who grumble when they don't get a chance to play, yeah. and that is understandable. But if you start to put your head down, you become a little bit more of a toxic character inside the squad. You, you only have to look over to your right side and see, you know, Jason there, you know, putting in the work. Yeah. He never, you know, says anything. He just, just tries harder. And yeah. that's, that's the kind of person that you want in your squad. Absolutely. You know? so he's amazing. Um, of course, Taku Uesato uh, is the new guy. Marquee signing, would you say? Yeah, yeah, man. I think he's a very he's the type of player that he looks good now, but once you start figuring out the way he moves or what he likes to do, then he becomes a so much uh, so much more of a, a a star signing. You just need to be able to link up with him a little bit. Yeah. He's not the the typical stereotypical forward the, the way he moves. So. Uh, once there's a he develops that understanding with Joven, I think it could become a, a not only a, a, a powerful strike force, but an, an exciting and entertaining one to watch. Yeah, because I think I oh, it was really sad to see his demise at Ceres mm. because I, I I watched him at JPV, especially his first year, and I was like, this player's class. Yeah, this player's class. Yeah, and I thought he would be someone who would have fit really well in our system, just mm. like a good foil for a Joven, a good foil for a Mendy or a, even a, a even a Jordan. Yeah. And when we had, I thought he'd be someone who would be provide a good foil, and then to see him go to Ceres and just not slot in. Yeah, you know, we went through a really long goal drought, and um, his confidence was shot, and I could I could visibly see it just draining from his body with every passing game, and um, you know, obviously it led him to to leave the Philippines and didn't really play for 12 months yeah beach soccer beach soccer yeah. you know so i'm hoping that he can find his stride again because you know form is erratic but class is permanent mm. and he is class yeah and on his day he's arguably the best player in the league so i would love to see him return to form because i think he's someone with unbelievable technique yeah and is as good a finisher as we've seen in this league yeah so if he can recapture some of his form from a couple of years ago yeah, he can be a real force again. Yeah, so that's Kaya. I mean, uh, obviously, you've got the likes of, of Arnel Amita, Eric Giganto off the bench. 
Um, still solid in goalkeeping with Mike Casas mm-hmm. there. It's a solid side. Uh, that's the way I see it. Um, obviously, I work for Kai and I'm, I'm biased. I like the players personally. Um, but w- when I look at it, from when I try to be as objective as possible, the local boys are super solid. We've got some good pickups. The... Uh, the coaching staff is solid right now. So yeah, but I think obviously one thing with that is that's the third, third coach in three years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. So, you know, and in a short season, that the one thing that that needs to be um, apparent from the get go is that they're in in cahoots with the coach. Yes. Right. They need to, it needs to be coherent. They need to buy into straight away. Yeah. Because. You know, it's not like it's a 50-game season yes. where you can kind of find your stride. Correct. It's you lose a couple of games yeah. and the pace at which Serres have demonstrated in previous years is once they get their head in front, it's over. Yeah, exactly. It's over. You exactly. can't pull them back. So you've got, to be, you've got to be hot on their heels or you've got to be neck and neck from the get-go. And, you know, three coaching changes in three years. Okay. Tough. You know, it's tough. It's tough for the players to, to okay, this is another way, a new way of playing. Again, this is another preseason where we're trying to figure out new ideas again. Yep. So, you know, they need to, to, to make sure that they, they buy into to Coach Yu's ideas. Who's, he's no stranger to this league, so that's a benefit. Yes. So they, you know, and he's got, he's got foot soldiers in there who are going to be familiar with the way in which he wants to play. Sure. Yeah, in, in Massa, in, um, in Taku and, and Daiso. So, um, let's see I'm excited to see how, the, how, how, how their season pans out um, yeah that's but, but yeah I just feel we've left we have one team to talk about and it's, mm. it's yeah I mean they're monsters they are being monsters I mean when you look at their, their attacking line it's like oh my god it's mouth watering really I mean uh, there's just a plethora of talent there that you, you are undeniable I mean Robert Lopez Mendy is fantastic oh, in himself, but then you've got Stefan Schrock, Bienvenido Marañón, as you mentioned, OJ Porteria, Manny Ott is back. Which is a massive signing, yeah. I think. Yeah. Massive signing. Mike Ott's still there. You got Minigishi there. So uh, they're, they're, they're looking great. De Broeker as well. Um, Takashi Odawara, who I'm a huge fan of. I think he's a fantastic player. And in worst case scenario, if you're having an off day, we'll stick James Young husband off the bench. Yeah. And we can play direct into him. Yeah. And he's probably going to be a threat from set pieces or from a. From a long throw or Correct. from a, from a cross. They, they can afford to let Mark Hartman go. That's the kind of quality that they have as yeah. a team, you know. Um, uh, they didn't need his, his talents. They said, it's okay, you can go, right? We still have so much firepower at our disposable, at disposal. My question is, the departure of Carly seemed like it was okay. But right now, you mentioned earlier that there are a few leaks there at the back, especially if Super is not fit. So yeah, so on the on the previous podcast, we 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 were talking about um, the AFC campaign. Yeah, and we were talking about Serres not having Super in the lineup for the game against um, TQN, and they looked a little bit suspect at the back in a, in a sort of makeshift back three of uh, Dennis Villanueva, Josh Groman, and Sean Kane. You know, of those three, we would say Josh is probably the only natural centre back yeah. that they've got. And he's probably someone who in that game looks a little isolated yeah. and would probably look better even in a defensive pairing or perhaps in one of the side um, side centre-back positions alongside someone like Super, mm. who's very good at covering ground. He's got physicality. He's, he's strong, um, great in the air and, and would probably complement yeah. 
Josh a little bit more. But he commands that area. I think very well. You know, like adjusting his where his very partner good. is. Right. Very good. I think that's the that's one of the keys as well. It's like Groman doesn't have that stature yet. No. So he he uh, he's someone who probably could be okay in one of those side back positions. Yeah. But like Carly was always one we would try to pick on him because we felt that for pace. You know, we, if we can get him in an isolation with Robert Lopez Mendy, sure. I always felt we could we could we could potentially create an opportunity there, and it was kind of the same the other night. You know, mm. so it was like okay, if we can isolate um, Sean Kane with 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 Lynch, or if we can get yeah. Dennis Villeneuve out of position, drag Sean Kane out of position, then all of a sudden we've got options either side of Josh Groman to exploit that space, which lo and behold was was how. Um, Lynch's goal came about for TQN so I think there's, there's although you've got so much firepower and undoubtedly I can't see who's going to keep a clean sheet against that that front that front lineup I think their back line will need a, need a bit of work even someone like Takashi playing in, in front of them let's say if they play a 3-4-3 and they, they play a midfield two of Manny and Takashi yeah I don't know who's doing the defending there yeah, <laughs> you know, because I mean, although Takashi is is adept at slotting in and playing at centre back, yeah. that's not really his natural game. He's an attacking midfielder by nature, so you know, you're looking at that lineup and you're thinking, okay, great, they, they've got so many attacking options, different type of options. The physicality of Odawara from a James Young husband, the guile of a Shrock of a Marignon, um, the pace of an OJ, pace of a Robert Lopez Mendy. So they've got so many different dy dynamics, Minigishi. so many different Minigishi. So it's the dimensions that you've got, the different dynamics that you've got in an attacking perspective. Yeah. It's in abundance. But I do feel that they're susceptible at the back. I do and too. I think they're a team that could get bullied. <clears throat> I think they're a team that if Super is out, they might lack pace and mobility at the back. Mm. And, um, you know, one of their Achilles heels has always been from set pieces. So all of a sudden you take someone who's, who's dominant aerially like Super, you take him out of the equation. Maybe, maybe there could be some, some scope there and, and might provide a bit of a leveler for some of these teams. If we can capitalize from set pieces, from set plays. Yeah, maybe that's something that, that could be their Achilles heel this year. Yeah, uh, but it's a problem that's only going to exist for a while. Yes. It's only going to exist for one transfer window. Because I'm for sure that they are already looking at plugging in those holes mm -hmm. as we speak. So if teams are going to capitalize on them, the window is right now, especially in the league. You have to get your results in against Harris now yeah. because they're going to bulk up that squad. For sure, they're going to have reinforcements in those positions where they're lacking. So yeah, that's where it's exciting. You know, you got to yeah. start the league and you got to start the league fast because it's only six teams that are in there. And if Saris get their noses in front, as you mentioned, they're not going to let you back in front. What is it? Four games? Is it four games? I think four rounds. Yeah. 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 And then um, I think the cup is going to be running alongside the league. This Concurrent. Time. Yeah. Rather yeah. than uh, at the end of the league. So yeah. which would be better, I think. Yeah. And, and, and the, you know, the word is that there's going to be a lot more different clubs involved, not just okay. the six. So the six of the league plus uh, around six more that are okay. going to be the rejoining. So uh, at least there's going to be some variety week in, week out. There's going to be, you know, maybe... You're going to play a guest team today. Tomorrow, uh, In a week's time, you'll be playing against Ceres as usual. And then, you know, a week after, you might have a midweek game. And then, again, uh, a, a different team. So, at least there's going to be uh, a little bit of flavor to add so that, you know, not everybody's getting... Breaks the monotony a little bit. Yeah, that's yeah. the word. Yeah, monotony. Yeah. There you go. Okay, well, I, th I think that's a pretty comprehensive um, breakdown of the, of the teams. I'm excited to see... If there are any additions in terms of signings mm. or 
um, any sort of new news that will come out from the PFL yeah. in the upcoming weeks. But um, predictions. Yeah. I was predictions. Just, I was just going to say it. Is it going to be another double? Is it a double double for Ceres? <laughs> Oh man, you know, I, I, there's no way that I can get into this without being biased, you know, like there's no chance that I could say anything because I feel as if there's something special brewing, but I have no evidence to show you why. That is called bias. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I have no evidence to show you, but I feel as if the team has more of a chance this year in terms of uh, Kaya challenging Ceres. And one of the reasons, uh, as mentioned, is because Saris look a little susceptible right now. Mm -hmm. And um, defensively, the team has improved. Kaya has against teams that hold the ball well. Um, so we'll see. Um, we have enough uh, threatening options uh, available in the squad, I think, that could make a real difference. It's all a matter of how things gel over the next few weeks. Okay. Yeah. So you're saying Kaya for the what? <laughs> I want to say the league this year. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You heard it here first. So you're going to go Kaya number one. Yeah. Dethrone Ceres. Yeah. And then Ceres will be second in this league. And who's going to win the cup? Um. Yeah. You know, it would have been it would have been easier for me to say Kaya wins the cup and Ceres wins the league. That's but what, that's what I would have gone. For yeah. That's here. that seems the more prudent approach. But if if that's the case, then I think. Yeah, Saris will win the cup. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then these guys with the cup. I mean, for me, it's... If the transition which happened sort of mid-season with Saris, whereby they had some off-the-field issues, you know, yeah, especially yeah. After, right after the AFC Cup, right? I mean, they basically said, right, if you want to go, go. Sure. And a bunch of guys took up that option. Understandably so, because it, it seemed like there was an... an uneven footing and the league was, was tumultuous. No one really knew what was going to go on, but you know, we're a new sponsor. Some teams are coming in. So at least it seems like this league's going to go ahead. Yeah. They've still managed to keep the bulk of their squad. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They still managed to keep the bulk of their squad. And then I'm looking at some of the additions that they've made. You know, we haven't even really talked about Dennis Villanueva. Mm. You know, he's coming in and we said, yeah, okay, maybe not left-sided centre-back. He's still a national team caliber player. Yeah. Right? So they've got him in there and they've brought in Josh Groman. Got some experience with playing abroad now. Um, you know, is he going to be moved maybe to the right side centre back? Well, him and Sean Kane might split time there, but I think Super is still top centre back. Yeah. Still got Roland in goal. National team caliber goalkeeper. Um, you know, they've, re they've replaced the Kevin Ingresso with a Takashi Odawara. Yeah. He's not bad, like for like, swap <laughs> yeah, right not at all. um and then you know and they've happened to bring in arguably the best center midfielder in the philippines mm. in manny yeah. back to his home i'm not going to say it's an upgrade from what they had last season yeah but it's it probably is oh it I, probably is they're probably in a better position than they were this time last year uh, and they still won the league at a canter that's right lopez mendy by the way integrated Lopez Mendy now not just the guy who just dropped in and dropped so many goals so who is disgusting <laughs> like his he is disgusting and I think it's going to be another season where I can't see anyone toppling them I can see Robert Lopez Mendy getting 40 goals this season yeah and for me it's feasible yeah you know and that's just one of and that's just assuming that he's going to get the service from 
shocking because if he fancies it, he's another one who could probably get 15, 20 goals a season. Marignon, 15, 20 goals a season. Yeah. OJ, 15, 20 goals a season. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a double double. It's a double double for me. At best, I think one of those other teams might be able to spring a surprise in the cup. I mean, look, you saw it yourself last year. Kind of should have taken that, 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 probably sure. that Alcantara cup. They yeah. should have taken it. They, they had the chances that a, you know, that that flourish that had at the end of that of that game, mm-hmm. had they taken one of those chances, I think they would have done them an extra time because Serres were, yeah, were hanging on for dear life. Yeah, um, but I just can't see anyone else. I can't see anyone else. Fair enough. So I think for me, it's going to be an exciting year. Uh, I would love to see. Um, but who's third? Who's third for you? That's a good question. I mean, you, you might even create a sort of mini league, aren't you, really, between yeah. those those other four clubs. I mean, I, I I think it's... I know I sort of poked the bear a little bit with you and Global. I can't see Global just being able to attract enough quality yeah. local players to, to be very competitive. And although mm-hmm. I think Gary Finnis is a good coach um, and he can sort of bring the level up a little bit, I think what he'll be working with just won't be... Um, on par with some of the foreign signings that, they, that they're going to have at their disposal. So I think where the disparity will lie between them is also going to cause friction, which is something that you've seen in yeah. previous years with that particular organization. Then obviously then the off the field stuff is also a question mark. You know, yeah. are, are some of those things going to be rectified um, or is it going to rear its ugly head? We don't know. We don't, we don't know who this group is. They're not, they're not, yeah. they're, they're, they're a faceless organization at the moment. So we don't really know. Um, my, my head says the ADT team. Mm. My head says I think they've got um, a, a sort of strong base. I think they're they're a team that's probably going to have a clear identity. Yeah. Um, with with the, with the coaching staff um, in place, pulling for the for the national team. I think that angle can't be overlooked. I think playing you know putting the, the national team jersey on. I think will will make a big difference. Um, I can just see them causing some 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 upsets. Um, I would probably, if I was a betting man, I'd probably put them in the top three. Mm. Um, fourth Stallion? Fourth Global? Um, no, I think I'd probably put them at fourth. Yeah, I'd put Stallion at fourth. I, I, I still see them as being a consistent outfit. Yeah. Um, again, it just depends on what, what sort of foreign signings they, they, they pick up. I mean, if you... I remember the, the the Korean centre back they picked up. I mean, he was someone who managed to plug a lot of gaps for them at the back, um, and then they had sort of goal, goalkeeping woes in the back in, in in previous years. So maybe if they could fix that, rectify that, yeah, yeah, um, that might be something that that will give them the opportunity to uh, have a defensive platform that will that will keep opponents at bay. Um, I just think Mendiola with with a lot of their players leaving. Um, Obviously, um, Robert leaving yeah. uh, is one of the more sort of creative creative outlets. Unless they are able to build from from their Sambeda network yeah. and, and try to bring some players through from that network, I just I just think that they'll they'll be the team sort of trailing at the back. Unfortunately, so and you've then, got Ceres, Kaya, ADT, Stallion, Global, Mendiola. I would say so. Yeah. Yeah, and and I would probably say the the um, global. Stallions one is the one that's most sort of interchangeable. I would mm. say they're, they're probably going to be fighting for fourth, mm. the English Premier League Champions League spot. <laughs> you know, I, I would say to make the top four, I would say that that, that, that would be the one. 
uh, that I'm not, I'm sort of going to sit on the fence. But I would say Ceres, Kaya, ADT will be the top three. You heard it here first. Yeah. Um, winner of this year goes into the group stage of the Champions League. That's also, yeah. So we not even mentioned that, but I think that's also one of the reasons why I just don't think Ceres is going to let up. Yeah. That's the incentive is there for, to really push on. I, I can't really argue with you with regards to Ceres. Um, um, you tried. Mine is more like, um, I don't know, like, uh, you know, I was looking at my crystal ball today and, you know, I just came up with this thing. There's no, there's no science or reason behind it, but my standings are Kaya, Ceres, Stallion, ADT, Global, Mendiola. I think Stallion, um, a little bit underrated in their capability to hang with the top clubs. They're experienced, they kept their core. Ernie knows what's up. Um, his team struggled tremendously last year and Ernie will have spent a lot of time trying to fix that so I'm hoping that he's got the people that he's been looking for and I believe Stallion would be the perfect introduction to this level of play to the likes of ADT and Global to let you guys know that all right you guys think you're gonna waltz in here nah we're gonna let you guys know that this is a level that's that's uh, that's a cut apart in the Philippines I think Stallion's gonna be a good case for that so that's that those are my standings fair enough no I appreciate that I appreciate that. I think your um, misguided optimism with Kyle winning the league yeah, is yeah. Um, is something where you might fall short. And we, it's on record now as well. So yeah. But you've got to stick with your guns, haven't you? You've got to stick with your guns. So. I think something special is brewing. All right. That's what I thought. All right. We'll see what happens. But no, it's going to be an exciting year. And um, I hope that some of these new ideas or new concepts of the league will be made public soon. Because I yeah. think there's a lot of people who are sitting at home having these conversations mm. in their living rooms across their dining tables and you know yeah. what's going to happen how's this cup going to work out and I hope you know th- th- those sort of things need to be cleared up because in order for people to get excited about these things yeah. there needs to be you know some information put forth as to this is the plan this is how we're going to move push forward for, for the PFL 2020 um, I think once that happens it will start to generate excitement for, for the fans but um no, I think it's going to be a good year. Hopefully we can build on some of the successes from last year, yeah. improve on some of the aspects which we've touched upon here a little bit in this in this episode. But um, no, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to see what happens in uh, in this PFL 2020. Yeah, just around the corner. We hope you guys enjoyed the episode, the breakdown of the 2020 season of the Philippines Football League. If you enjoyed the show, uh, enjoy the, pod, uh, the, the content that we provide here on Across the Line, please do subscribe on our YouTube, on Apple Podcasts, and on Spotify. Thank you for watching.